folks, college football has begun. It is the Friday before Labor Day weekend. This is Mark Schofield. I'm joined by Chuck Zotta, and it's Kicker Friday. It's a good day. It's a good day, it's a great my man. Day. It's it's I a mean, good day. Labor Day weekend. It, it's a good holiday, you know. You just you know it. it you it's end a little the summer. It's a little bittersweet. Uh, it's like on one hand, you know, as you mentioned, the summer's ending, but football's starting. You know, yeah. it's it's you, you kind of have these mixed emotions here. Yeah, you know, but at the same time, though, it's been a long road to get to this point. We've got you know actual live games to talk about. We have some college football action, which we'll dive into next week. Um, but right now, since it's Kicker Friday, Chuck, we're going to talk kickers. We are going to talk kickers. We're going to be talking about Mr. Boswell, the Wizard of Boz himself from the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Rookie year last year, very strong rookie year. We're going to be talking about what actually uh, allowed him to have that level of success last year and whether or not he can, uh, can repeat the act, repeat the feat this year coming up in 2016. Repeat the feet. That's impressive. So that's like a triple or quadruple entendre, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, that's a lot of that's different really levels. Well levels yeah. upon levels. Before we dive into Mr. Boswell, his exceptional rookie year and his incredible Twitter handle, we want to remind you that today's show is brought to you by Crossover Football, a powerful tool giving coaches the ability to break down game film to pull stats, create searchable clips, generate tendency reports, and much, much more from both desktop and mobile solutions. To try one game for free, sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon. That's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon for one free breakdown today. Now, Chuck, Mr. Boswell, break him down for me. What, well, what, what are we talking about? Who are we talking about here? Because you know me, and you said this earlier this week, kickers are like peasants to me. So to use your words against you, tell me about this peasant. Well, th- this peasant here, this uh, this guy, he, he came out of Rice in 2014 as an undrafted free agent. And to be, to be completely honest, I didn't really know a whole lot about Boswell. I mean, this is a guy who came out two years ago, uh, you know, didn't really uh, do anything in 2014. Uh, actually did a little bit of punting, okay, uh, when he first came into the NFL here. And so, you know, I didn't really know a whole lot about Boswell going into last year. Ended up signing with the Steelers uh, on October 3rd of last year after, and you remember, uh, the Steelers had a, a rough run at kicker to start the year. They went through Josh Scobie and a couple other kickers uh, trying to figure out who was going to be their man, eventually landing on Boswell. And Boswell got his first start of last year against San Diego going out to the West Coast. He made one uh, kick from, uh, I think it was 43 yards, and made three extra points from the longer distance and was pretty much off to the races after that. I mean, this was a guy only missed three kicks all year, okay, only three uh, field goals all year, only missed one extra point all year, so he was above average uh, both on field goals and on extra points. And I'll be honest, this is a guy that, again, I didn't know a whole lot about before last season, and, and really it took until probably the latter part of the season before I was really able to get a good look at Boswell and see what he does. And I, I got to tell you, you know, the, the results that you see here, there's a lot that's right. There's a couple things that are a little bit concerning that we'll dig into. But this is a guy, I don't know if he's necessarily going to repeat what he did last year, year after year, just because, you know, coming in at 91% your rookie year, that's a high bar to, to clear afterwards. It's, you know, there aren't a lot of guys out there that go 90% plus year after year. But this is a guy who I think can be slightly above average uh, going forward here, and especially he's on a cheap contract. You know, he was an undrafted rookie. 
That's what you want out of the kicker position. You want guys that are going to provide above-average performance at below-average cost. Before we dive into some of these numbers here, which I want to do, we have to mention, you know, you talk about a player from Rice, we got to give the obligatory Dave Archibald shout-out, right? Yeah, I mean, look, as I as I say this, you know, Dave Archibald, Rice guy, big fan of uh, Rice. I've always thought that the mascot for Rice should be the Grains, but it's they, they, they're not. Oh. Man, that's too. I mean, look, I'm, it's, it's I know it's the it's, Friday before Labor it's Day. It's the weekend, Friday before but. Labor Day, man. I'm I'm just going with it. I'm just rolling. But yeah, Dave Archibald, big rice guy, uh, Bosworth or Boswell. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I almost just went full Bos on us here. That's I guess like three if you want to really keep count. Um, but yeah, Boswell again, rice guy. You know, coming out in 2014. Uh, you know, rice. <laughs> you know, rice has more professional athletes than people realize. I think. I mean, I, I don't really? know. if... I don't know if people give them enough credit for the guys they have, especially you talk about like the baseball players that come out of that program. You know, they've, they've got a very solid baseball team uh, that's produced a number of first-round picks, actually. That's impressive. Well, I've, I've, I'm looking at his stats right now, and something that jumps out to me is sort of that you know 39 yards and under sort of distance. He's perfect. Perfect there, and and, and that's that's pretty good, right? Well, it's it's really what you want from those distances. I mean, pretty much the place that you want to start seeing kickers miss if they have to is in that forty to forty nine yard range. You really don't want kickers missing uh, more than you know, really one out of fifteen to one out of twenty kicks from shorter. It's it's just not what you want to see in a kicker. So the fact that he's perfect from that short distance exactly what you want to see now from 40 to 49 last year he was about 75 percent which is a touch below average but it's not really anything overly concerning I'll pull up some stats on it but he was 9 of 12 from there so we had a number of attempts this wasn't a case where he just you know had four attempts from there you're talking about 12 attempts from 40 to 49 yards and you know he ended up making nine of them so you're right at 75 percent last year you clock in pretty much 75.7%. So he's a touch below average there, but it's not really anything too concerning. It's within the margin of error. And then the other thing that you saw from him, he was uh, two of two from over 50 yards. Okay, now over 50 yards can mean a number of different things. And this is something that you do have to caution people with because you can be like Jeff Fisher and trot your guy out there for 62, 63 yarders every other week, which doesn't do them any favors in terms of confidence. Or you can be like Boswell, who was two of two from over 50 yards, longest kick being from 51. So I think, you know, that he still needs to prove that psychologically he can handle longer and longer distances. But I was watching some of his preseason stuff. He had a couple kicks from, you know, 40, 44 yards, I think. And they're clearing with plenty of distance. I'm guessing, you know, if, if I had to uh, be kind of out there with him during pregame, I'm guessing he's probably good out to somewhere in the 58-59 range when it's all said and done. Another thing that stands out, sort of looking at his splits, you know, he's a you know guy that's kicking at Heinz Field, which is notoriously a bad place for kickers. Kickers seem to struggle there, oh. especially that open end. You know, he's you know 89% at home. I mean, he had two misses on the year, and they were in that 40 to 49. And the two for two from 50 plus that you were just talking about, both of those came in at home. Yeah, uh, you know, this is this is a guy who, again, we I always like to talk about environment when you talk about kickers, and it's a great thing to bring up here, because you could be kicking in a dome, you could be kicking in Indianapolis, you could be kicking in Arizona, you could be kicking in Dallas, which is pretty much a dome at this point. I mean, it's it's a lot different 
when you're kicking out, as you said, you know, Heinz Field, notorious for messing with kickers, in particular at that open end where the wind just kind of swirls in and out, and you can get it moving from side to side depending on uh, really what part of the game it is. But for him to do this in those conditions, you know, that, that says something. And especially, you know, coming from Rice where, you know, you sit there and you say, okay, you know, you're, you're, you're going to school in a relatively warm weather environment. You're in Houston, Texas. You know, you're not necessarily dealing with snow and wind and cold and things like that. And then to go into Pittsburgh, which, you know, you and I have seen games in Pittsburgh where it just gets absolutely miserable in a hurry. I mean, it's there's nothing like it. You know, you get that snow and wind that comes in. And, you know, for him to be able to show up and say, look, especially coming in with the pressure that he faced after, you know, you, you went through three different kickers trying to find someone uh, who either because of injury or because of performance couldn't put up last year. And for him to come in and actually do it, you know, it, it says a lot about him from a perspective of his mental toughness, which, you know, I always like to look at uh, when we're talking kickers as well. I want to get into his mechanics for a bit, but before I do, to be able to study mechanics, you need to have great game film. And crossover football can help coaches win more games and make smarter use of the film room with their teams. Crossover breaks down and stats out your game film, giving coaches searchable clips, advanced ODK, tendency reports, and a wealth of other great information that coaches can access from any PC or mobile device. Your formations and personnel packages can be labeled with your own terminology. You can create custom highlight reels. And you can exchange video with anyone on any platform, including all of your players and coaches. To try one game for free, sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon. That's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon to get one breakdown for free today. Now, Chuck, we've talked mechanics on a lot of different kickers here this summer. In studying Boswell and looking at him on tape, does anything stand out from a mechanical standpoint that might point to why he's had such success early in his career? Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about the positives here. Boswell, he has a it's a very compact, a very short motion that doesn't really have a whole lot uh, of of wasted motion in it. This isn't a case like Dan Carpenter where things are you know a little bit herky jerky in places, but he still gets the job done. Boswell's very clean. He's he's very short, very cl- uh, quick to the ball. You know, he's got a, a good whipping action. You know, coming through on that foot and everything. And I think in general. You know, he tends to be very under control. He's not a max effort guy. He's not uh, a guy who's generating a ton of torque by, you know, really contorting himself, uh, you know, trying to really whip through and, and, and sidewind through the ball, which is a kind of a personal uh, thing that I like to try to see, uh, see kickers avoid. So I think from my perspective, the control he displays, the, uh, the, the quickness to the ball, the, the really lack of any wasted motion, I think it is probably the biggest positive when I talk about what he was able to do last year. It's a very clean approach, very quick approach, and I think that probably was the reason, uh, or at least the main reason, for the success that he saw over the course of the 2015 season. You said those were the positive. That implies that there might be some negatives. There's there's a couple, and it's it's nothing that I think is cause for major concern, but it's a couple things that I picked up on uh, just that are a little bit different, just that you need to make sure that you watch to make sure that they don't become issues throughout a longer career. The first one is Boswell's finish, his, uh, his follow-through after his approach doesn't get particularly good extension. It's, it's not a case where you see him 
uh, really displaying the flexibility that you want to see from a kicker with his follow through. His pretty much his foot comes through the ball, and it's pretty much going right down back to the ground. Then there's not a whole lot of elevation in his follow through, and that can be a sign in some situations that a kicker doesn't have ideal flexibility, which could be something that you know causes an impact down the line. Again, Boswell's a young kid. I think right now he's uh, I believe 25 years old. I think coming into this season, yeah, he's 25 years old. Uh, coming into the season so it's not a huge issue now but look you and I both know as you start to get older you get north of 30 and all of a sudden flexibility becomes something that look I didn't have to deal with earlier on but it starts to become more of an issue and potentially impacts uh, performance down the road so it's not something that's urgent that I think he he needs to clean up today and no doubt he'll be you know I think now that he is uh, in an NFL program on a regular basis the training and support staff I think will help to square that away as well so I'm not overly concerned there. The other thing that stood out to me, only on a couple kicks, and these were even on makes, Boswell's balance occasionally gets a little bit out of whack. What you want to see from a kicker, ideally, and the two best guys in the business at doing this are Dan Bailey and Steven Goskowski, who coincidentally are uh, pretty much the two best kickers in the league right now. Boswell, his balance is not, and his momentum doesn't always go directly through the target zone right after a kick. Occasionally, you see him, and Boswell's a right-footed guy, so he comes through with his right foot, and occasionally you see him falling off to that right side because his momentum is carrying him in that direction. It's something that I only noticed on a handful of kicks. He still made them, so it's not something that is impacting his performance today. But if I were a specialist coach, if I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm going through his game film afterwards, I'm saying, Chris, this is something that you want to look at just to make sure that you're not getting yourself in trouble going forward. So let's do some drills uh, trying to focus on you know, maintaining that proper momentum towards the kicking zone. Let's, main, let's do some drills working on balance. Let's get you on you know, some balance balls and do some additional core workouts. Those are the types of things just to, to get the maintenance done so it doesn't become a bigger issue. Again, it's not a huge problem for him today. The thing with kickers is small problems have a way of spiraling out of control very quickly if you don't address them. And so you always just want to have that maintenance program in there so that you say, okay, here's what happened on this one that I missed. Now I know what I need to do to address it. It's, it's, it's just about preventive maintenance more than anything else. Now, you mentioned that some, some drills, um, what exactly can, you know, we've got a lot of coaches that listen, you know, if they've got a kicker that's struggling with the same kind of issues, what drills could they do, have that kickers do to kind of compensate and rectify that situation? Well, I think, I mean, part of it is uh, just making sure that you have the right core strength and everything. Kicking is so much about that core because really what you are doing is it's all pivoting around your, you know, kind of the axis of your hips and just trying to make sure that everything's firing in proper sync there so one thing i mean if you're talking just about making sure everything's firing in sync one thing that we always used to do was just bag drills and it's different from what you typically think of when you hear bag drills in football uh pretty much you get one of the big uh what do you even call i like this is how bad i am with like football drill terminology now the big uh like full body bag th body bag see that's how bad i am with them the the things that stand you know kind of shoulder height that you're usually using for uh defensive linemen swatting out of the way what, what do you call those heavy bag tackling dummy okay yeah if you get one of those big heavy bags sits on the ground and everything and you typically have your specialist coach just stand you know right 
pretty much right in front of it and just put a put an arm on it so it doesn't move. And and then pretty much what you'll do is you'll just do some bag drills, just literally swinging and kicking right into the bag, just so that you can get that full kind of range and making sure that everything's coming through that bag at the same time because if you're falling off and you hit that bag all of a sudden you're going to fall right off you know off to the side so it's it's something that you do just kind of a basic thing other things that you'll do um you know you'll set up just a uh you know a set of guidelines just on the outside on both sides and you'll say look when you finish your uh motion okay I want you to stay within this set of guidelines so that you're following through the target. So it's kind of like if you're a golfer and you're setting up, you know, a club to, uh, you know, line yourself up and check yourself out after your swing. Same type of thing. Just those things, uh, you know, really to make sure that you're guiding yourself through the target. That's really, you know, some basic stuff like that is some stuff that you can do just so that when you have that skip step, you're going through and then so that you can also practice, you know, kind of your motion, making sure that you're coming through and firing right through that bag and that ball at the exact same time. Chuck, on that note and that golfing reference by the power vested in me by the Quarterback Union Association of America, I'm going to declare it beer o'clock. <sighs> I, I can't argue with you on that. What are you drinking this weekend, buddy? I don't know. Um, probably gonna go a good, little Goose Island IPA. Do you get pumpkin in the uh, in the fall? Do you get the pumpkin craze? I typically don't. I don't either. I, I will say this: I made a late summer discovery of sort of the grapefruit IPAs. Oh I yeah, recently that that really I had been resisting that. So maybe I will finally break down and give the little the, the pumpkin action. But you know, as we start at the outset, look, Labor Day weekend is a little bittersweet. You clean into that last little bit of summer. So I'm still yep. going to go with some IPA action. We'll get into a little bit of the heavier stuff, you know, as we roll into October. But for now, probably a little IPA. What about you, my friend? I'm I'm probably I tend to stick pretty much IPAs almost year round. It's I, I like really? the hoppiness. It's it's just the way that I tend to go. I try to move away from. Uh, the lighter ones that I typically do during the summer into some things that are a little bit more hoppy, a little bit deeper uh, for the winter. So that's the main adjustment that I tend to make. I'll do a cup for Oktoberfest here and there. I mean, look, it's, you know, in Boston, it's kind of tough to get away from Sam Oktoberfest. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do a couple of those here and there just to get into it. But I'm not a huge fan of the, uh, the, the fall and winter beers. I tend to be more of a summer beer fan, to be honest. Yeah. See, once we get into like November, December, I'll switch to the Porter's. And that's pretty much where I'll stay until, you know, February or so. I hunker down with scotch for the winter. You're a good man, my friend. Folks. Keeps, keeps you warm, well, buddy. Ahead. Yeah, I will, buddy. I, I hear that. I hear that. Folks, we are done. We are wrapped for the long holiday weekend. We will be off Monday enjoying, the, like we said, the last little remnants of, of not only summer, but also enjoying some quality college football. We hope you have a safe and happy Labor Day weekend with yourselves. On a personal level, my son Owen just wrapped up his first week of kindergarten. Uh, I want to tell him I'm proud of you, buddy. I love you. Um, we're going to have some fun this weekend on the long weekend. Folks, follow us on Twitter at ITPylon. Follow Chuck at ITP underscore Chuck Z. Just hit that 1,000 follower mark. He really needs like four five times more than that he does great work as always thanks for listening we will be back on tuesday for the inside the pylon quick kicks podcast mm-hmm.